Welcome to the Study, Pray, and Rest podcast, where we use biblical literacy to mend hearts broken from the pain of injustice and inequity and become more just and equitable humans through the spiritual practices of Bible study, prayer, and Sabbath rest. I'm Deanna Mason, your host, and I'm so glad to have you here. Welcome to the Study, Pray, and Rest podcast. I'm Deanna, your host, and I am happy to have you here. Today, we're starting a new series. We being, being me, because I'm the only one that I'm the only one that publishes this podcast. I'm starting a new series this week on prayer. Um, this is in conjunction to what I call a prayer practice that I'm running in the month of November. And I want to start the episode off by inviting you to participate in the prayer practice. All right. The prayer practice is created by an organization called Practicing the Way, and the way meaning the ways of Jesus. And the organization is founded by John Mark Comer, who is one of my favorite spiritual formation mentors. And I read his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, years ago, and it just absolutely transformed my heart around rest and Sabbath and um, making room for that particular spiritual practice of the work-rest rhythm. And have followed him ever since. And he started an organization. He's no longer pastoring a church. And he's now started um, leading an organization called Practicing the Way. And he, in his organization, they create video teachings around specific spiritual disciplines that are modeled by Jesus in the Bible. And this month in November, I am hosting a Practicing the Way prayer practice. So you can join me either in my home, if you live in the Atlanta area, closer to Cobb, I live in Smyrna, Georgia. So if you live anywhere within that proximity in coming to my house for a meal on a Thursday evening in November is within your accessible proximity reach, I invite you to come. You can just um, register for that and I'll send you all the information on how to get to my home. We'd love to have you join the small group that we have gathering, and it's just going to be an amazing, beautiful time. I'd love to meet you if I don't know you. And if you're not within proximity, I am also hosting a Zoom version of this on Tuesdays in November at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So if you are able to hop in that small group community via Zoom, you can do that as well and just register, and I'll send you the information on how to... um, to join us then we get started on thursday november the 2nd for the in-homes by the time you're listening to this we would have had our first one and tuesday november the 7th is our first zoom one okay so you can find all that information at deannamason.com forward slash prayer practice or just click the link in the show notes i would love to have you i would love to have you there's no homework for this your only homework is to pray that's it There's no homework. There are some resources that you can go deeper in if you desire, but if you just show up for the um, small group, we're just going to spend our time there going over the new material and we're going to pray together and you're going to leave with your own individual marching orders that you create yourself in regards to what element of your prayer practice you would like to focus on for the week. So I just, I invite you, this is, my heart is, is full. 
my heart is full. I, I cannot wait to journey with the groups of women um, and men that have um, signed up for this. And um, yeah, so join me. But this is the first episode of this topic for the month of November. And I want to talk about the way of prayer in this particular episode in this series is just me desiring to give you six simple ways to make time for prayer because making time for prayer is one of the number one barriers to our thriving prayer life (laughs) because we don't make time for it. And there's a few things I just want to offer you before I get into these six simple strategies. They're not strategies, just six simple things I want to present to you that hopefully make making time for prayer more accessible for you is I just want to anchor a few of these things in our hearts. So the first thing is if we really believed God hears our prayers, like if we really believed it, that when we pray that he is listening and he hears every single one, I really believe we'd be praying a whole lot more than we do. If we believed he actually heard us, the God of the universe actually hears our prayers. If we believed that our life depended on prayer, as opposed to our own ability, as opposed to our own wisdom, our own knowledge, our own skill, our own reasoning, If we actually believed that our life depended on prayer, I believe we'd be praying a whole lot more. And I'm not, this is not towards you. I am including myself in this. All right. The only model I see in scripture in regards to God and his people praying, the only model that I see is one of which God is engaging with his people when they pray. I don't see a God that doesn't get involved in the prayers of his people. That is not what the biblical canon shows me when I study. I see people praying to God and I see God responding in some way, shape, or form. And I wanted to share a short passage of scripture that literally revolutionize the way that I see my prayers when I pray to God. I don't know why it hit me in the way that it did when I saw the scripture last year when I was studying in school, because it's not the first time I read this passage, but it did. It opened my eyes up to see something that I don't think I had ever considered or has seen. And so the book of revelation is written by the authorship, it is authored by John, which is the oldest recorded disciple of Jesus. Um, he, he was the only one that survived with, without being martyred. All the other disciples were eventually martyred for their faith. And he, he was able to live to an older age. And he authored the book of Revelation, at least I believe he did. And it, it's fine if you disagree with that authorship, but I believe that there's strong enough evidence to give me confidence that he is 
<laughs> I'm going to say, give me confidence. He's the most likely author of this book. And he's given an account of a vision that he was invited to, invited into of the throne room of heaven. He is writing what he sees in the throne room of heaven. And in Revelation chapter 5, my Bible titles this section, The Scroll and the Lamb, has this little section in it that transformed my prayer life. And I wanted to read that to you. So once again, he is describing what he is seeing. A lot of the um, book of Revelation are John's description of what he is actually witnessing with his eyes in this very divine spiritual vision. And he's in the throne room in this section. I'm going to start at verse six. Revelation five, verse six. I'm reading out of the NRSV version. This is what he says he saw. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, a lamb. Lamb is capitalized. So that implies he's seeing the lamb of God standing as if it had been slaughtered having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, these are creatures he has previously described in um, the previous chapters, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, once again, elders were have been referenced already by the time we get here. The 24 elders, they, what did they do? They fell before the lamb. Oh, I can barely read scripture these days without crying. They fell before the lamb, each holding a harp. And listen to this in each holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And when I read that last year, it gave me this divine insight into where my prayers were. My prayers are, according to John, in a golden bowl in the throne room of God and they are being described as incense sweet smelling fragrance to my God he hears every single prayer and he collects them in golden bowls I just wanted to share how precious your prayers are to your father. He hears you. There's not one that you've uttered that he has not heard. And he wants to engage with you around your prayers, but we must make time to commune with him. There are four things that um, we also must do, and these are the four things that we will cover in our time with the prayer practice. We must become a people of prayer. People who, number one, talk to God, which most of us 
have a lot of that down. <laughs> talk to God. Number two, people who talk with God. We must be people who talk with him and interchange, like me and Eddie having a conversation, right? We talk with God. Number four, we must become a people who listen to God. There's gotta be opportunities for our mouths being silent and God being the one talking. And we learn to listen and discern his voice. And number four, we must become a people who abide with him. Just people who sit in his presence, knowing that just sitting with him is enough, enough to draw you closer, to know him more, to transform your heart, that you can just be in his presence and that's enough. We've got to learn how to do all of those four things within our prayer life. And making this happen is going to take, I'm convinced, is going to take a countercultural, intentional push on our part to make room for it because our culture is not one that moves slow. Our culture is really good at figuring out how to get things done in faster and in shorter amounts of time, not in order to give us more time. That's the deception. We're going to figure out how to be more precise about how we get something done in order for us to have more time. That's not what we do. We, we become really good at hacking our time in order to add more things to our time. <laughs> and I believe the way of Jesus is, um, the pace of slow. <laughs> I believe Jesus's pace was the pace of slow, slow enough to see people that maybe other people didn't see slow enough to have conversations with people that maybe other people have rejected slow enough to discern and slow enough to make time to spend with his father. I believe that's the pace we should all be going after no matter our season of life. I believe there's a grace for the ways of Jesus, but we just have to make time to cultivate them. All right. So with that being said, I do understand that a prayer, a consistent prayer life must be cultivated over time. And it is something I think we will always be pressing in on. And, with, and this is not just with prayer, but with all of our practices, perfection is not the goal. And we're not trying to get to this point where we're like, ah, oh, we've made it. We just want to continue to commune with him and allow him to shape and guide this part of our life or this particular practice of our life. But um, regardless of how it takes shape and form, we've got to make steps for it to be consistent. Now, I know that I have a lot of moms that listen to me, moms that have younger children. I am um, slowly moving out of a season of um, the heavy parenting as far as, you know, with younger children. I have a college age kid at the time of this recording and I have a sophomore in high school. And although my life is still very um, full with executing my home management and my parenting, it is absolutely different than it was when my children were younger. And when my children were really young, that's when my my practices, my spiritual practices started falling off. I literally 
fell off of prayer time, Bible study time. I, there was no such thing as Sabbath. I didn't even know about Sabbath back then, but so prayer and Bible study were basically my two things. I did go to church. I didn't, I never stopped going to church because of my kids that practice of communing and community still was happening, but that was really the only one. I wasn't spending time with God, not a whole lot of time with God during the week because my children were little, but I knew enough to know that I needed to figure out this prayer thing. And so what happened was I used to pray a significant amount of time in the morning before I had kids. And I kept trying to get back to what I used to do, but my kids like to wake up when I woke up. So that wasn't even a thing that that didn't even exist, but I didn't have another model. I didn't know what else to do besides what I did before I had kids. So because I couldn't go to what I did before I had kids, I just stopped praying altogether. And somewhere along the way, either somebody shared this with me or God spoke this to me, but I decided to start page protecting scriptures and prayers and taping them to the the tiles around my tub. And when I got in the shower, which usually was every day that I took a shower, I would pray those 10 minutes or however long I was in the shower, I would pray those scriptures and I would pray those prayers that I had taped. And that was the only time and only place I knew I could count on to be alone with God consistently. And that one change in perspective was the catalyst in my heart opening up to prayer can be different than what it used to be for me. The problem isn't that I don't necessarily, I don't have time for prayer. That's not it. I just need to put prayer in a different container. I need to look at it differently. And once I started looking at it differently, I started seeing more opportunities to commune with God. And so if spending time in prayer is challenging for you, I want you to allow me to help shift your perspective by sharing six ways that you can enjoy prayer. And these really can be enjoyed every single day every single day. Um, and maybe one of these will spark something in you that is, becomes the catalyst of how you can start cultivating consistency around your prayer life. Okay. All right. So the first one I'm going to say, um, I, I, I want you to know that this is probably not an easy one for most. And I will circle back to cultivating a I'll do a, a, a practice, like a, a four-week-long practice, like I'm doing the prayer practice. I'm going to do a four-week-long practice and I'm sometime the top of 2024 around this particular approach to prayer because I do think this is really hard for people. But the first one is wordless prayers. Wordless prayers is just you sitting in silence, listening for God's voice and guidance. I'm it's just, you are not talking. Um, and like on the most extreme version of this, you're, you're not uh, playing music or anything. You are not putting any intentional distractions around you. You are just sitting in silence, listening for God's voice and just being with him. I believe God is also listening to your heart as well during these times. So you would just find a quiet place to sit. Um, if, that if sounds too overwhelming, go ahead and play some soft instrumental, worshipful instrumental um, music of some sort. Let it play quietly in the background and just sit quietly with God. Music does help me focus, um, but I have been cultivating s- solitude and silence in my prayer life 
every morning for about two months now and it's still hard. I get very, very distracted. So it's just one of the things that I'm like, I really want to learn how to just sit in silence to discern the voice of God and anything that he desires to speak to me. But that's one wordless prayers. All right. Set your timer, 10 minutes, five minutes if 10 minutes seems way out of reach and just sit in silence somewhere and listen for God. And if you don't hear anything at all, that's fine. Just start cultivating it and see um, how he starts engaging with you. It may not be in that five minutes, but it may be that next week or you, you put enough of those together, you may start seeing how you're becoming more sensitive to discerning his guidance and his voice in your life. Okay. So number one, worldless prayers. Number two, I got to move through these. Singing God's words to him. Um, I love this. Singing is mentioned over 400 times in the Bible, which lets me know it's significant, it's a significant way to, to speak to God and to worship God and commune with him. It's a big deal. I think God likes singing. <laughs> There's also um, an entire book um, dedicated to songs and prayer um, that include both rejoicing and lament, the book of Psalm, Psalms um, to God, all right? And they, they were so impactful that they made it into the biblical canon, all right? So it's like now these Psalms and songs have been canonized. So singing to God, is a big deal. If you can find worshipful songs that are filled with with words that are aligned with scripture, you can sing those from your heart. If your church is really good at doing this for worship, your worship time, just listen to the words that are being sung and instead of just singing them, um see if you can shift in your mind that you're actually praying those words communally with your with your fellow um brothers and sisters in that congregation you guys are praying these words in song to God so singing God's words to him so let's say you go to church every sunday and you know there's a worship time of songs that are very scripturally oriented you can count on that as being a time of worshipful prayer, but you can also do this by making a playlist of your own and singing those words to him um, at home. All right. Number three, drifting prayers as you go to sleep. This one, it should be very easy to start implementing. Um, if you've never like laid down right before bed and talked to God, um, while you drift off to sleep, I invite you to try it <laughs> because your mind is quieting. You're, you might be running through things of the day. You might be processing how your day went. I don't know what's happening as you are settling down to sleep, but as your thoughts are settling, just try saying a prayer to God. It could be a prayer of gratitude. It could be a prayer of repentance. It could be something that you have a question about that you want to bring to him. It's okay to fall asleep while you're doing this, but just before you go to sleep tonight, just start praying. See how it goes. <laughs> Number four, guided prayers. You can read someone else's written words to God and still mean them with all your heart. Now I would say read them first so you can kind of orient yourself around the words so that you can, um, infuse them into your heart and then pray. But you, you don't have to be the author of those words for those words to be meaningful. If, if that's the case, then we, you know, why pray scripture? <laughs> And, and praying scripture is a great way to pray, God, to use as guided prayers, especially the Psalm. The Psalm, if you don't know where to start in praying scripture, start with the Psalms. 
It's a powerful way to pray when you're struggling to find words to say, or maybe you're exhausted. Your mind just can't come up with the words to pray. Maybe you're grieving and you just can't find the words to say. It does. If you find yourself in a situation where you know you need to pray, but you're like, I just don't have the energy or the emotional bandwidth or capacity, mental capacity. I'm tired, whatever. Just open your Bible up to the book of Psalms or any scripture that you feel is quite relevant and start praying. You can do that with the Lord's prayer and just pray it. And maybe as you pray it, you'll start having words to add to it that are relevant to the things you want to discuss and bring before God. All right. Number five, this is, this was a favorite of mine for a long time, prayer journaling. Um, for some reason, when I start writing things down, I can spend a long time in prayer. I don't really understand why that is with me, but this is just as simple as grabbing a pen and paper and starting to write as if you're sending words straight to God's throne room. Because as I read in revelation, you are, your words are being heard. All right. And I'm certain he hears you even in written form. All right. You know why? Because there are not everybody in this world can speak. <laughs> not everybody in this world can speak words. So does that mean they can't pray? I don't think so. I think they can pray with their hearts. I think they can pray with their minds. I think they can pray by writing their hearts on paper. It's the heart that God is after and he can see it. He can see it. He doesn't become blind to it just because you wrote it down. <laughs> Thank God, because that's why we have these living scriptures, because somebody wrote them down. Thank God. <laughs> All right. The last one. Prayer walking. This is also a favorite of mine. Just go out for a walk and talk with Jesus. Now, if you have a dog and you walk your dog, this could become a ritual of yours by just going to walk the dog and praying. And if you walk with your dog twice a day, that's two times a day that you can spend 10, 15 minutes walking around the block, just praying to God. And you can combine some of these. Like you can go for a walk and sing to him. You can go for a walk and just um, be silent, be in silence, listening for his voice, right? Go for a walk and talk with Jesus. You can talk about whatever it is you want. You can pray for your neighborhood while you're walking. You can pray for your family. That's one of the most common things I do. I, I go out, especially if something particularly hard or challenging or confusing happened in my home with a family member. I am um, famous for, I'm just going to go for a walk. <laughs> I go for a walk and just, I always come back better than I was when I left out. All right. Just go pray. You might be wrestling over something. Go pray for in nature and outside with God. You can pray and cry if you need to. You know, I've, I've walked and cried and prayed. Just go outside. There are no rules to this. Just go outdoors, go for a walk around the block and just start talking with God or listening for him. All right. And these six things are just a few ways to jumpstart your thoughts around where you can insert intentional times of prayer in order for you to cultivate a prayer practice. You can do more than one of these. You can combine several of these in a day, but the desire is to get a habit around prayer in a way that you can count on praying, just like I can count on a shower. Even if there was a day that I happened to not shower, I knew I was going to eventually shower again. And it helped me create a practice. Now my showers to this day 
is an altar for me. I still pray in the shower. I don't necessarily pray those um, prayers laminated across, you know, my tiles or my bath, my shower walls, but it is a time of commune with the father to this day. Um, and you can create those times. If you are commuting in the morning, put on that worship fill, make you a playlist that you know, this is a prayer playlist. Those songs on this playlist are scripturally supported words being sung. And when I put on this playlist, this is a prayer time and I'm praying this and you can start praying over people. You can got to start bringing people to mind and you can sing that song over them and your children and over your life. Just try it while you're commuting. If you know every day you got two opportunities, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in the morning, 30, 45 minutes in the evening, I, I challenge you to make a prayerful Bible-based playlist and start using your commute, at least one of them, as a prayer time. Let that car be an altar and start interchanging some of these in that container that you've identified as a time of prayer. Okay. And that is it. Once again, if you would like to join me in November for the prayer practice register in the show notes, there's a link, or you just go to my website, deannamason.com forward slash prayer practice. (laughs) All right. That is it. Know you're loved and we'll chat soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Study, Pray, and Rest podcast. Listen, you may have a question after listening to what you heard today, or maybe God spoke something specific to your heart. I'd love to hear it, and I'd love to journey with you around it. If you can just leave a comment on this episode or email me at Deanna at DeannaMason.com. You can join the Study, Pray, and Rest community on Instagram. We're at Study, Pray, and Rest. And don't forget to leave a star rating and review. The more of those we receive, the more people we can put our podcast in front of. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll chat soon. Bye for now. Thank you.